Just wanna let you know that the links for everything are down below to my guest and to the Serpents and Doves website. I wanna encourage everybody to check those out. Also, if you can, remember to subscribe, to like, and to share the videos. And if you feel led to help support the work that I'm doing to come alongside it, whether with a single or a monthly recurring donation, you can do so by clicking in the link below. And I hope you guys enjoy. Let's get to it. everybody welcome to this episode <laughs> sorry i just had to do that man so brother <laughs> um listen we're back and uh got my brother wait we're we're our year right up here got my brother pastor tim is back in in this segment what we up, are yeah man what's going on dude so um i don't know if to play these so by the time people see these I don't know if I had played them back to back or not, or skipped one. We'll see at the end of the day. But, dude, it—the last episode we did was just—it was. I love the way the Holy Spirit led, man. What do you think, dude? Yeah, man. Yeah, he just took it, and we just followed along. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I well, love it, it when. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I I have notes. I have you know some some uh, websites open because I like to quote from them. And then a lot of times the tabs never get touched because the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit's like, nah, we're not going to, I don't want to go there. I got something better. And obviously the Holy Spirit always leads way better. But dude, I am so grateful um, that you're back on, my brother. Thank you. I am blessed to be here, my friend. Yes. So for those of you that might have missed the, uh, the appearance of Pebbles, in the last podcast, you've got to go back. Pebbles might do a guest appearance again, and I'm Probably. telling you, she, she stole the show. I I thought Pebbles was adorable. I'm um, don't don't tell people what Pebbles looks like because if if Pebbles shows up, it's got to be just spontaneous because that's what made it amazing last time. Yeah, she yeah. she will probably make an appearance again. She I love it. A, I love Pebble. Pebbles. Pebbles is welcome that. anytime on the podcast. I love Pebbles so. I can't bring Sparky on for those of you guys wondering who in the world is Sparky. Sparky is our little um, bundle of love. He is a rescue and he's a mix, I think, of a smooth fox terrier and a Jack Russell. So it's almost like you put TNT and TNT together. It's exactly what Sparky is. So you can't, I can't have Sparky here because Sparky doesn't stay still. Um, but he probably hears his name and he's probably going to come over here. But anyways, oh, oh, door. yeah, he probably is. Um, pardon me while I uh, do. Look, I always do these no-nos. You're not supposed to drink water or coffee. And I, here, I'll be willing to. Yeah, there you go. D, all the above. We just, you know, they're just all no-nos. I use anyways, beans. What do you use? Uh, this is Carmex. Oh, it's Carmex. Carmex. Yeah, this is Carmex. Yeah. But Bert, I do have Bert's bees. Uh, since we're here comparing... Uh, lip chapsticks. Um, you know, I have a slew of them. I have another a, a Carmex oh, here. Yeah. And uh, this one right here, um, I don't know if it'll focus in on it. There's another good one. This is a good one right here, too. I don't... What is it? Um, peppermint. I know. I'm going to get a bunch of emails. Now, this one is like banana coconut, and it's really good, but... Wow, we'll just you got go. a lot, man. I do. And you know how often I use them? 
not very often, but I have to today. Anyways, dude, we're on camera and you're talking and your lips start getting dry and it's like, yep. Yep. Between that and the water or chewing. Well, this, yeah. It's like this, what I'm going to do right now is a no, no. So I'm going to just turn it over to you. So go ahead and talk while I drink water. All right. Well, anyways, I am glad to be here again. I've been here. Uh, what is this? My third or fourth time? I think fourth. 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 I know we did one way back when, uh, last, last year. year. Yep. That was kind of like a test. And it wasn't then, a test. Uh, what are you talking about, dude? That was great. I loved it. Did we do one that was like a test and we never aired it or you never aired it, I guess. A test on what? Did. I don't know. I thought, yeah, we'd... I don't know. I'd have, to, I don't know. Have you know what? Look. You got me, you got me wondering now. Sorry, fam. So this is how <laughs> things work, right? Yeah. It's like the first like 10 minutes. If you guys get annoyed by this kind of content, I call it the fluff. You might want to just fast forward to where we start talking. You know, crazy thing is face uh, Facebook. Oh my land. YouTube does these automatic, like, chapter markers i don't never even saw that didn't oh, notice yeah. that before but uh maybe if you go down and if i say the word intro it'll say intro and so you can get past that the fluff or maybe i should just call it the fluff but the fluff um yeah you got me wondering now dude if we uh when was it last year or this year <sighs> so i got you last like year we like around no. december maybe yeah no that yeah. one aired dude that one totally is. Well, there was something we did, I thought, before that, though. Uh, uh, I don't think so. That was with the other Pablo. <laughs> I don't uh, think we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was with the other Pablo. Because this one was uh, from Rock to the Rock. So it was more your testimony. And, and by the way, okay. family, if you have not seen it, I would highly recommend you go and check out uh, the first podcast we did together. Uh, Tim has a fantastic testimony how God is so amazing lord is amazing is. um and praise yeah. god for that uh if if you guys behave yourselves and are nice to <clears> us <throat> maybe we'll sing uh, a worship song at the end or even a little bit of it maybe i don't know yeah we could do that well, i should um, have practiced on my guitar you should you should grab your guitar and then we could sing that would be great we can't we'll, get a we'll copyright try. for that right i don't, I don't think so yeah who knows but anyways so listen Go back and watch the first one that we did. We, we started talking about the Pied Piper of Hamlin and how music will oftentimes draw us away from the Lord, right? Uh, Satan will often use music as a tool, as a means to draw us away from the Lord into not-so-nice places. Uh, but praise God for the Holy Spirit that dwells within every believer because the Holy Spirit is the one that draws us into communion, into worship and fellowship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we opened up with that. We would suggest if you haven't seen it, go back, watch that one, and then come back here. Because what we want to address today is more the other side, is the drawing away from the Lord and how music affects us emotionally and how it affects, it aff it affects us psychologically, too. Wow. Yeah, I should have been a voice actor. I'm telling you, I got, I could do a million voices. Um, seriously, one voice I've not done in a long time yet is Sean Connery. And I just figured I might as well do this right now, so we're just going to get started. So, um, anyways, it does. It has, it has the power to draw us away from the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we move, anytime we move outside 
of fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, we are in deep yogurt, as Dr. David Hawking mm. oftentimes says. Uh, that is not a good place for us to be. I am guilty. Last time, uh, Pastor Tim, you know I called it confession. Maybe this is confession podcast number two for me. Um, but I used to listen to a lot of trashy music. So yeah. uh, confession. Sorry. <clears throat> I, not rap. Uh, I didn't I listen. Yeah. Uh, but and I will we'll play samples, not and there won't be any of this. So there won't be any of that in there, so don't worry, there's not gonna be any cursing. And by the way, I didn't I'm not saying bad words. I'm just pushing <laughs> the beat button right now, so there's no potty no potty words. But anyways, it doesn't necessarily the music doesn't necessarily have to even say bad words to draw you away from true worship. Uh, or away from the Lord. So give me your take on that. What I just kind of threw out there, the fact that music has the power to do that. Yeah, I mean, with it, uh, we could either praise the Lord with it or Satan can use it to draw us away. I mean, if you think about, <clears throat> sorry. You're good. my voice. But, you know, if you think about uh, what happens when we are listening to music, Christian or secular, you know, we're either in a position where we're, uh, we are being brought into the presence of the Lord through Christian music, of course, or Christian lyrics, or, uh, we're, we're being pulled away from the Lord, you know, and we're being tugged away through the lyrics. Uh, and that's probably the type of music that has the most influence on us is secular music, which we are bombarded with. 24 yep. seven, it seems like, you know, no matter where you go shopping or whatever in your car, you turn on the radio, uh, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's there. And it's, it's always in the background. We don't even realize that we're listening yeah. to it half the time. It's just playing. And you hear those words, those words are going into our head, to our ears and, uh, circling around up here somewhere and they take root in our heart. And so that's, you know, you know, the type of music we all grew up listening to, most of us as kids, you know, grew up listening to rock music, secular rock bands. For me in the 60s and 70s, you know, those bands had a major influence on me. And, and even though I didn't realize it, and my parents didn't realize it, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, they, my, my parents were pretty uh, liberal in the sense of letting us, you know, make our own choices and, and letting us listen to music we had freedom to listen to whatever we wanted to. Um, and so without realizing that stuff, you know, influenced me. I always say that, you know, the sixties and the seventies, this early seventies music, uh, was like the soundtrack of my life, you know, and think of the types of music, you know, the party music, you know, the sex, sexual uh, yep. music, the people behind the music that are uh, the writers and the bands that, that played that type of music, what did they stand for? So, you know, I wanted to be like them, you know? And, yeah. and so I, I, I was pulled away from the Lord, you know, because I wanted to be a famous, you know, I wanted to be a rock star. Yeah. And so I, I gravitated towards that and anything, you know, the drug life and, and all that stuff uh, that, that was all an influence on me because of the music that I chose to listen to at the sure. time. Yeah, and it's huge, right? The the lure, the lure that the music has. Um, I remember, and I've so I'm probably gonna get slapped with some kind of copyright claim 
because I think we're only allowed to play maybe 15 seconds. I'll try to keep it to 15 seconds. But when I was, I have to say, let me come back to both of us. When I was, oh, 10 years old, maybe, um, the music that we mostly listened to growing up um, was a band that I'm sure a lot of you guys, I still like them to this day. I'm not saying they're like the best ever, but um, like this, right? Uh <laughs> How many? I know you're laughing right now because I know a lot of you guys listen to this stuff, right? Okay. For those of you that don't know, that was ABBA. My parents listened to a whole lot of ABBA. I grew up on ABBA, yeah. Breakfast in America. Uh, I think was that Super Tramp? Super Tramp, yep. Super Tramp and a lot of a lot of Spanish music as well. And so I a, a lot of different kind of stuff. My sister then. In the 80s, we didn't know about Christian music yet, did not know. And so in the 80s, though, what happened was, obviously, I love 80s music. And my sister, um, she listened to a whole, whole lot of 80s music, right? I mean, seriously, who doesn't know this stuff? Right? And don't tell me for one minute that these grooves aren't just like amazing. And everybody knows we're we're sitting here shaking our heads and you know, it it grabs you. It does something to you. It does. And, and if you notice the only thing I've played so far is just the musical aspect of it, but it's catchy right off the bat. And that, that does something. Let me read an article. I'm going to throw it back to you before we're going to play all kinds of hopefully 10 to 15 minutes. I'm curious how many of these, if they take, okay, family, listen, (laughs) if for whatever reason the video gets taken down because I put too many of these in there, it will be on Rumble. I'll put a short little clip of it. I'll re-upload a short little clip and then send everybody to Rumble. Just saying, just in case, I'm only playing 10 to 15 seconds. I'm minding the time. But we're going to play a whole slew of these because what I'm hoping to do is to show everybody how um, music affects the psyche and the emotions and how Satan uses this as a means to draw us again away from true fellowship from the Lord. Does this mean we can't listen to certain stuff? No, that's not what we're saying. That's not what Pastor Tim is saying. What we want and hope to get across is to have discernment as we listen to music, right? Because we need to talk about the aspect of discernment, too. So this article I thought was really, really good. And um, it says one of the most important issues in the psychology of music. Now, this is from a secular standpoint. But it says one of the most important issues in the psychology of music is how music affects emotional experience, which it does. Music has the ability to evoke powerful emotional responses such as chills and thrills in listeners. We'll get to the rest of that, but dude, tell me what your reaction is when you, you know, from reading that. Yeah, well, it, uh, most definitely, if you, I mean, just what we were just doing, I was bopping my head to, yeah, to the music there. I mean, it, it has a way, and we talked about this. What the Pied Piper effect was, yep. you know, that it drew these kids in and so uh it's the same thing it draws you in it has this an emo- i don't know if it's an emotional 
or or whatever it is that it's causing us to be attracted to this but it's almost uh it's, it's drug-like yeah in that yep. sense because it does something to us on our uh, euphoric kind of uh, in a euphoric sense where it uh it just draws you in yeah so um and that's where i think satan has the hand the upper hand and in, in able to then communicate some kind of message through it and um there's there's also something behind i mean we don't necessarily need uh the lyrics or words in music to to get a sense of the style you know like we we earlier behind the scenes we played you know some uh, some hardcore thrash stuff and i was thinking well that's not the I'll type of music it. i would well go ahead yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not we'll really the it. kind of music i'd want to be listening to when i'm stuck in traffic on the 405 you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i would probably explode and you know i'd want something more soothing so it has that effect on you too yeah and you know what the <laughs> yeah, I might as well play it now. Um, so, and and listen, we're gonna get to uh, we're gonna get to a whole slew of these little clips. Uh, but the the clip that he was playing to uh, that that you that I was playing that you were talking about was from it's a Christian band. Now the drummer's gone on to be with the Lord, Ted Kirkpatrick, who I didn't know him personally, but was a fabulous. You did, didn't you? Yeah, I, I was actually in the band for a short period of time. So I, Man, he's a fabulous uh, drummer. Played on one of their albums, so played a song. Do you song remember the name of it? Uh, the song I played was uh, called Claustro Spelunker. Whatever, <laughs> I don't even know what it Claustro means. Claustro Spelunker. It was, on, it was on an album called Crawl to China. Crawl to China. That's you. That's me. Yeah. That's Tim right there, Pastor Tim Plain. So we were doing uh, like a big band jazz kind of vibe in the beginning and then it breaks into this heavy metal thing dude i'm telling you can i be honest with you when i heard uh it's called, it's on the album called crawl to china which i actually have as nice. well um not a bad album not my favorite album um but the song that i was playing this was as far as i know this was the last i could be wrong but i think this was the last album ted played on um but uh, this was the song that you were saying you don't want to listen to on the 405 at traffic time while you're stuck there, right? Which is 24 hours a day. <laughs> now, you guys yeah. could, you know, I'm wondering how many of these copyright claims I'm going to get. But the song gets, there you go. Okay, so I could hear and see the comments just flooding in of how satanic <laughs> the music is. But listen, yeah. these guys, yeah, I listen to them when I'm at the gym sometimes or I'll just listen. Sometimes when I'm working on graphic design, I listen to Tourniquet and I listen to Striper. But what I was going to say is it's not like this was something I will play for you guys. The song that got me hooked on heavy metal. I am going to play, and again, this is why I'm saying it's really, really important that we mind the things that we listen to. Not that this is bad when I'm going to play you, um, because it's a Christian band, and uh, someone I know played in this band, <laughs> and you kind of have a chuckle right now. 
Um, but I'm going to play you the song, the one song. The intro was called The Abyss. And if you listen to The Abyss, you're going, wow, this sounds a little scary, man. <laughs> but after The Abyss, um, this song came out, and I'm telling you, it was, I just, I was hooked just from that moment on. I can't play too much. That was it. I heard that right there, and I was like, man, I am hooked. And I was a Striper fan from the get-go. Okay, so mind you, that was just 15 seconds. I was hooked. There's something yeah. about the That's music, right? <laughs> That's it. That's all it took. So in your experience, what was it about music that drew you in? Because to me, I listened to this, and I thought, these guys are geniuses. Man. <laughs> you know, for me, I guess it started when I was a child. I mean, I was, I was raised in a musical family. Uh, you know, everybody played music. My dad sang played uh, trombone of all things nice uh, my mom played piano sang in the choir i sang in a boys choir when i was like seven eight nine whatever age that yeah. was and so i mean and i grew up in the church you know with we had a huge church choir and uh, just the hymns and everything so i had all that influence and then i had two older sisters that uh, this is in the 60s, so everything that they listened to, um, 60s and 70s, Beatles. In fact, Beatles had such an influence on everybody. I thought every record was called a Beatle record. Because <laughs> it wasn't just, you know, it could be Herman's Hermits or whatever, but yeah. it was a Beatle record because it just went along with, you know, it was synonymous. You know, it was, it was a record. It was a Beatle record because yep. uh, the name was so popular. So I thought it could have been the monkeys. It was a Beatle record. Um, so that's what I thought it was called at such a young age, you know, the Beatle record. And then I realized, you know, it was the Beatles and then the music that I listened to in the 60s, you know, everything that was on the radio at the time, pop, yeah. AM, pop radio. We didn't have FM, um, but all that popular music and um, that had an influence on me. And then as I started into elementary school and, you know, I started listening to music that other kids were listening to. So there was an influence of that. And um, what was it? What I were really, some of the names? What were some of the names like elementary school? Right. That really or even I, into junior high. What were you listening to? I liked well, starting off early. Um, I liked Elton John. I mean, and I remember it because there was a girl in second or third grade, probably third grade. And uh she was she liked elton john my sisters had elton john albums and so i was like well i i really like elton john and this girl likes elton john so i'm going to start liking elton john music yeah. because you know i can get to know her better yeah <laughs> so even at that young age you know and i was like so but then i realized that you know i was being drawn in by by elton john's music yeah and just his character and i had no idea you know the sexual preferences or sure. anything at that point you know i was just i was young and so but that drew me in and i started even at a young age realizing that i liked the rhythm section of the band mm. of, of his band yep. on the records and his bass player so at, at a young age i was drawn to the bass and uh piano and i played piano i started playing piano when i was four years old uh, my wow. cousin, 
my cousins taught me chords on the piano and I started banging out like Louie Louie and, you know, these 60s songs <laughs> and you know, three chord progression songs on the piano, like four years old. And um, of course I said uh, the choirs, church choir. So there's this influence. My, oh, my, my cousins were jazz musicians and oh, cool. uh, uh, my, my uncle, my dad's brother was uh, somewhat famous in the sixties nightclub performer. And he, he did a lot of stuff. He did an album and, and uh, before his untimely death. So, you know, I had that influence of, of jazz also, and my parents listened to big band jazz. So all that stuff, I had this culmination of all kinds of music, rock music, pop music, jazz music, choir, and just everything influenced me as a kid. And, sure. um, and it just happened. So uh, where were we going with that question? No, just, just you, things that, like what music influenced you, right? Where where was it that you started getting drawn into the music? And you had mentioned the sound of the music, right? You yeah. you were getting drawn into more the rhythm section, not so much maybe the lyrical aspect of it, but the rhythm yeah. section. And still, it's the music like, what you know, I just played a clip of To Hell with the Devil. And to yeah. be really honest with you, as soon as that intro is over the abyss, which is called the abyss... When those guitars just came in, when you guys all just came in, there is just yeah, something it, about that. You're right in the... it, yeah, it just punches you, man. And you're like, yeah. whoa. And and I'm telling you, in, it music has it it has an influence, just like we saw in this article. And I thought that's that's one of the reasons why I thought this was well written. Was that what does this do? <laughs> is that it pulls on the emotions of the person, right? There's something, there's a response that that music uh, evokes when we hear something, whether it's like, that is the worst piece of garbage I've ever heard and will never listen to it again, right? Okay, case in point, let me come back to us. Yesterday we went uh, train uh, rail fanning. It's called rail fanning. Where you know my son loves trains, and so we we and we do too, right? He loves it. We love it. We yeah. take him to different train stations, and we watch the trains go by. We were in um, working our way back from San Diego from this weekend, and we stopped off at Carlsbad Station. And I'm telling you, the the Amtrak Surfliner, no joke. It doesn't stop at this station. It flies by ninety plus miles an hour. So much so that they ask you to stand well behind the yellow line because it could pull you in. So the train goes by, and we're just kind of hanging out there. And there must have been some karaoke restaurant somewhere around there because someone starts singing, Don't break my heart, my achy, breaky heart. And the first thing I thought of was gag, dude. Like total gag, man. Sorry. I don't mean to, you know, whoever likes that song, forgive me. But it just didn't invoke like these, man, you know, feelings where I was like, wow, that is a well-written song. The composition, the structure, that is just good. It was like, dude, please turn that off. La, 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 la. Right? So music has that power and Satan knows that full well. Now, I've kind of been doing some, some poking and prodding and research and seeing because I'm sure you've heard well that Satan was the director of music, right? I don't, there was nowhere either in scripture or, um, you know, articles or, um, well, they were articles that I read that really said that there is a verse in scripture that points exactly that says that he was a director of music. I think there's an, there's, 
inference, right, that he was uh, the one responsible for it, well, that could have done music, right? Um, but there isn't any direct verse that says, there she is, there is Pebbles. Right. And she just totally, <laughs> she just totally stole the show. So Pebbles <laughs> has made her grand appearance, and we love Pebbles. She is adorable. Yep. She yeah, is adorable. I love Pebbles. Um, she can lay right here. She yeah, can lay right, and we love Pebbles. So just, I, I would love to have Pebbles right there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there is nothing. There is nothing in Scripture that says that Satan was exactly. And I know I might get comments. I know I might, you know, have people write in. But um, really, I think the only verse right here. Let me see if this is the verse. There's a lot of them that talk about how. Um, Satan, it says in Ezekiel 28, 13, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. Sardis, topaz, diamond, barrel, onyx, jasper, sapphire, emerald, carbuncle. Don't know what that is. And crafted in gold were your settings and your engravings on the day that you were created. And it goes on to talk about that, right? But there is, um, th this article, for example, says that in the, in the New King James Version, in the New King James Version, we read that the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created, prepared yeah. for you. That is really the only place in Scripture where, we, where there's this reference, um, but there is no evidence outside of this verse to verify exactly that, you know, that says specifically Satan was the director of music in heaven. So we yeah. can in go ahead. Yeah. What is your take on that, dude? Well, no, I I agree because I I even was like, well, where does it say that? And yeah, I I couldn't find other than twenty eight thirteen, and then yep. um, and then when you get like the history of of you know the first uh, musician was Jubal, you know, and uh, back in Genesis four, and uh, first talks yeah, about he was yep he was first the musician. father of yeah first uh, the father of uh, musicians. I forget what instrument they said he wasn't probably the strings or something but yep the point is you know it 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 had already god created it and it already existed so whether satan or lucifer at the time was yep you know we it says uh, there were timbrels let me see uh i had it written down here um timbrels and pipes and uh the word timbrel, I think, is translated like tambourine. Yeah. Uh, yep. Then they get the, the word pipe, like we think of a, a flute or maybe a pipe organ or something along those lines. Uh, doesn't necessarily translate to uh, like what we think of it as a, as a pipe. Yeah. Um, like a pipe organ or something. Sure. So, yeah, but... Um, you know, it's, it talks about his beauty and, you know, and the stones and, and, and all that. So I think what we get more out of that than anything is his pride. Yep. You know, he, he, he was lift, lifted himself up, you know, in, in pride. And, and I see that in definitely in the music and, and all the entertainment business for that matter, you know, where the, this pride, you know, we become prideful. Uh, we, almost demand worship as, as yeah. musicians when we get up there on stage, you know, the way we move and all that stuff is like sensuality is going forth and, and yeah. pride, you know, look at me and, you know, look how great I am and that kind of a thing. So, 
you, you see that in the and most of the entertainment business, not necessarily just music, but um, it's there. And so you can see that influence, a satanic influence. Yeah. Well, and let me just throw this out out there. I'm gonna keep you here uh, because there might be some thinking automatically. What? Because I think we've heard so much throughout you know decades that Satan was the director of music. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, like we just said, there's really nowhere in scripture that says exactly, can't be definitive. Now, I'm going to say this, Pastor Tim and I, we're not dogmatic about this. We're not saying that he was or he wasn't. He could have been. We need to understand that in heaven, there is music because music and worship is, the worship of God is one of the centerpieces of heaven, right? And yeah. so... Um, it's something that we need to understand was present all the time. And music is powerful. Obviously, the Lord chose music because he created music as a means of worship unto himself. So, so again, please understand, we're not being dogmatic about the fact that he was or he isn't, right? Lucifer at that time was or he wasn't. Mm -hmm. But... That doesn't negate the fact that he knows the influence and the power that music yeah. has on the individual. And I know you and I have probably said that before, but even then, considering the fact that the angels are constantly in worship of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. constantly, we see that in the book of Revelation, we see it in Isaiah, uh, there, there's this constant worship of the Lord happening you have the pride, like you just mentioned, you have the pride that Satan, oh, I can ascend above God, above his throne. I can be like right. the Most High, right? And he was cast down, and he is upset. And we know that Satan wants nothing more than to take as many people with him to hell as he possibly can because his time is short. And this Absolutely. is one of the ways, right? Is this one of the ways that Satan is using as a tool amongst others but I think there's a big tool he's using to lure people away from true worship of the Lord. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, the influence it has on us is almost like uh, is almost like dr a drug effect, almost like sorcery. Yep. yep. I'm not saying it's necessarily, you know, pharmacia, but it it's uh, it has that influence and that power to yeah. uh, to lead you astray into. Uh, to play with your emotions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so dude, okay, here, I'm going to throw something else. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to put a side by side because I want, I want you here. Um, you just mentioned something that I think is key and you, you were a child of the sixties, seventies. How, what year were you born? 62. Okay. So you grew up, uh, you remember, I'm sure tail end of the sixties, especially in the seventies, lots of drugs, yeah. right? But there's something that I have always wondered, and that is the link between the drugs and the music. Because it almost seems like these things, and sex, right? We've always heard yeah. sex, drugs, rock and roll. Rock and roll. It's, it's yeah. almost like they don't, they go hand in hand. Why is it? Why do you think? You just mentioned pharmacia, which is the mm -hmm. word we get, you know, pharmaceutical from drugs. Right. Um, what is it? <clears throat> I think they all work together, you know. Sex makes you feel a certain way, and and drugs kind of give you that same feeling. But 
and music. So ultimately, it's to take you away from God. And and uh, there's a, that void that we have within us that are not believers in the Lord that we need it. We need that love. We need love uh, yep. that only God can give. And I think a lot of kids, you know, back then in the 60s and, you know, throughout the 70s and the 80s, you know, for that matter, you know, people were looking for, you know, like the cliche of the song, looking for love in all the wrong yeah, places. That's you right. know, it's like, ultimately that love, you know, of the father is what everybody, everybody is craving, but they're looking for it in the wrong place wrong places whether it be music and you get absorbed in the music scene and and you know i remember you know you probably remember because i think you were you're probably a few years younger than me but you know the 80s you know in the 60s 70s whatever we had um magazines yep and if we had any kind of video influence it was like uh the partridge family on tv or the monkey show remember the monkeys oh yeah oh totally they had a show so i mean that was our exposure to video or maybe some nightly tv you know shows sunny and Cher show or you know whatever came on johnny cars yep um the 80s came around and mtv you know so all of a sudden there was like 24 hours of of music video and and uh, at least in the 70s and the 60s you know you could think in your brain you know you could yeah. use your brain and you weren't you know you could picture in your mind what was going on in the song or make up your own story you know yep. in your mind in the 80s when mtv came about they were like forcing you to accept a story you know whatever the director had in mind for his video or the video of the song you know you were yeah you were told what to think um but I mean, we had that influence, you know, the magazine, Circus Magazine and Hit Parader and, and all those things. People got absorbed into the music, the music scene. And it usually started in maybe junior high or, or early high school. You know, you just yeah. started following all your friends liked music or certain types of music. And, you know, some guys liked the, you know, like the dance music and other guys like the hard rock, heavy metal stuff um, yep. or punk rock or whatever. So you kind of hung out with those kids that, that liked the style of music that, yeah. that you, know, you wanted to be a part of. And so, so there's that heavy influence and it's like social, almost like a social pressure as you're growing up to, to fit in, you know, for me, it was like, you know, I started smoking at a young age because I wanted to be cool and, you know, hang out with what I thought were the cool kids, which are sure. all, you know, now you know, they're all either dead or, you know, it's like, you they're know, not they cool. weren't the cool kids. <laughs> yeah, they're not cool. So it's like, uh, I guess my point is, is that we, we are influenced by all of that, you know, whether it was sex, whether it was uh, the drugs, because they all kind of go hand in hand with that, with that whole music thing. And yeah. it was a form of rebellion. So, you know, I think, it was, uh, if I remember hearing correctly, it was kind of a plan of uh, the communists to infiltrate uh, that generation and future generations through the music you know, and drawing people away in, into uh, a rebellion against uh, parents, you know, the family, yep. um, the government, against the church establishment. You know, there was that rebellion and, and we've been suffering through that ever since then, yeah. 50 or 60 years now. Yep. Yeah, it's been a long time, and uh, I remember the advent of MTV. I think Dire Straits was the one that I 
MTV, right? Didn't he sing that song? Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, was, Dire Straits yeah, sang that one. Um, it, yeah. yeah, amongst other ones. And and listen, I'm a I'm a child of the 80s too. And so, you, you know, there with the advent of music videos, there was some there was something that happened there. It was this this magnus opus, if I could say, between music, the connection between music, which is the audio and then the video, which is the visual. So they got the best of both worlds, this audio-visual connection. And it was literally, you mentioned it was this almost like a drug-like kind of feeling, right? Where, let yeah. me show, let, let me keep reading this article here because it goes on to say, positive emotions dominate musical experiences. Not always positive. And I'm going to play a clip real quick for you guys. Pleasurable music, define pleasurable, right? Because that that's pretty vague. You, what, what might be pleasurable to one might not be pleasurable to somebody else. May lead to the release of neurotransmitters associated with rewards such as dopamine. So exactly. listening to music is an easy way to alter your mood or relieve stress. So... We know that there is a connection here, right? Between there's a release of dopamine. Check out this cool article that I found. And it's titled The Link Between Drugs and Music is Plain. And I thought this was great because, again, secular, but they, they really uh, nailed it here. And it goes on to say that for centuries, musicians have used drugs to enhance creativity. And listeners have used drugs to do what? to heighten the pleasure created by music. I thought that was a great first statement. I mean, they really summed it up really, really well there because on one side, you have the musician, which is using drugs to enhance the creativity, right? And then on the other side, you've got the listener, which is using the drugs to heighten the pleasure created by the composer yeah. or the one. Right, dude? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, how much music <clears throat> how much music has been written with that drug influence? And what's behind that drug influence, which is yes. satanic in itself? I, I think it's uh, Billy Crone has done a great series uh, or he's still in the middle of doing a, a great series on on voodoo and, and just this influence of of marijuana starting with marijuana and then sure. different types of drugs that are that are influenced by these gurus and yoga and all this yep. other stuff and how it's influenced the music and the type of music and they're all they're all very similar um it's a great series that he's been doing but um it does if you think about it that that satanic influence you know uh who was it uh Bob Dylan I think one of one of these guys uh these songwriters from the 60s 70s talking about he doesn't even remember writing certain songs that was just like almost dropped dropped into his uh possession so to say by you yeah. know coming into his mind you know he he doesn't remember being you know in that position of writing these songs and and so they're almost like almost like uh spiritual influences downloading songs into people yep. so that they can uh, put them down you know pen and paper or into a recording or whatever and if they don't, if that person doesn't receive it, it might be given to somebody else to, That's to right. uh, create. So, you know, it's just, you know, if you're going to open yourself up with drugs to the spiritual realm, you're going to become that vessel in which the, the spirit 
uh, demonic spirits, evil spirit is going to use to uh, bring forth that, you know, the baby, so to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and we, they talk about it as a baby, as some people have written hit songs and made, you know, a lot of money. So it's like yep. they've given birth to this creation. But it's a satanic creation. It is, it is. And you know what? It's, again, some of the music that I listen to, and let me just say this much. Brother, you know, I love you, and I love the music that you guys did. I still listen to it. But it's important that we are careful and cautious because even though it was Christian music and I still listen to a lot of it, it can open the doors and the portals to something else, right? And it's really... We need to be very disciplined if we're going to listen to a specific genre to stick to that genre, make sure, hey, anything outside of this, Christian, the lyrics, it all has to go hand in hand. Because even now within the Christian music industry, which unfortunately has gone all lefty, left field, I mean, what I mean is they've Mm -hmm. gone very liberal. Even in Christian music, I mean, you have artists that that, that are part of the LGBTQ, ABCD, EFG, HIJKLMP, and here they are in the Christian music industry, and there's no distinction of saying, no, wait, hold on, we, we can't do that, because where light is, darkness cannot be, and those two cannot coexist together. So yeah. when I started listening to Striper, and from Striper I listened to Bloodgood, and I listened to Ken Tamplin, and I listened to Angelica, and I listened to Sacred Warrior. I mean, I can go down the list, right? We got... Uh, was it White Heart was another really famous Christian band. Mm-hmm. And then I heard of a band called Metallica. And I'm all, hmm, wow, they sound really, really good. And I listened to Metallica. And then another guy's like, hey, have you ever heard of Pantera? I thought, no, I never heard of Pantera. What What are they all about? This is Both just a little Christian bands, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They're not Christian bands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bastion, huge, yeah. Bastions of righteousness and good godly yeah. lyrics. <laughs> Uh, this is a just a short clip of Walk, which is one of their most famous songs. I'm going to fast forward it. Okay, you guys get the idea, right? Yeah. That does not invoke feelings of warmth and love and... You know, I I just want to embrace you with a hug. This is more the kind of music that I have to tell you. Yeah, Yeah, what does this do? Like, seriously, I don't know if you... Did you ever listen to stuff like this? I didn't. Okay. But I've heard it for sure. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, Yeah, it would just... It wasn't my type of of music. Yeah. And and to me, I heard that and I'm like, man, dude, hook, line, sinker, because what was I doing? The music was great. But I wasn't paying any attention to the lyrics. Now, God did a great work in my life. I've since then purged and re- and I've repented of my sins. But there is power in this kind of music. And what I'm telling you guys is that even though we say, well, I'm going to listen to, let's say, the Christianized version of that kind of stuff, we need to make sure that we are careful because... It could lead to other things. There was a band I listened to uh, for a while. I'm sure you know who they are, Mortification. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mortification is a Christian band. I'm not sure if the singer's still alive or not. He, uh, I think he had gotten throat cancer and stuff. When you can understand, I mean, some of the stuff, here's a, here's a sample. This is a Christian band. 
Now, this song is about the northern storm. This is about Ezekiel 38 and 39, mm. right? So, okay, how many people actually listen to the lyrics? But here's what's cool and what you guys did. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, mortification at their shows gave the gospel out of Jesus Christ. And you guys did too, didn't you? Yeah. 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 Or we so were throwing by about, you know, so yeah. one way. And the lyrics were very, very, you know, Christian themed, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. they gave the gospel. So even if we did, so we, for example, we, we played in, uh, uh, Indonesia where it was, uh, largest Muslim yeah. country in the world. And we were asked not to give the gospel <laughs> really? for obvious reasons. So, but oh, I mean, they right. still got, they still got the gospel through the, the music yep, or through the lyrics of the music. So, um, so let me ask you something, um, pastor Tim, because some people right now might be going, well, duh, that music sounds demonic. It's demonic. It's got, you know, uh, it's got demonic written all over it, and I could see how that could draw you away from Jesus Christ, from true spirituality. But I would like to counter that with um, what is the difference, let's say, between that and then listening to um, some of the old-school jazz musicians. And I have, I have some of it here, but a lot of the jazz musicians back then, they were womanizers, drug addicts. Yeah. You know, and the lifestyle, it's, what is the difference? Everybody was smoking pot or using heroin or cocaine, you know, you know, everybody thinks that that was something, you know, from the sixties and seventies, but most of those guys were all hooked on heroin and, and, uh, you know, I, and so that's the, that's the whole thing, you know, lyrically, you know, yep. you can hear a lyric and tell pretty much what they're what they're about. But, you know, where does that, that music influence come from? And, you know, what's the spiritual aspect behind yep. that music? Um, whether it's just instrumental or, you know, pretty much if it's just instrumental, you know, you'd think it'd be good. Well, it doesn't have an influence on me. Yeah. Or does it? You know, that's the question. You know, if if, you know, you're playing that hard, heavy thrash stuff. And I'm not hearing lyrics yet, but it's making me angry inside. You know, it it evokes that, that it evokes your spirit to, to wrath in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, to be, you know, classical music. Oh, that's more peaceful. So where does it come from? And I think I sent you, um, did I send you uh, that forwards and backwards? You did. uh, Yeah. That we did years ago, Striper. Yeah, I, sure I was kind of a, you know, I, I was skeptical of a lot of this stuff, the spiritual aspect of music. I denied it until these these brothers uh, came out in the eighties, the Peters or Peterson brothers. I can't Peters, remember. Yeah, the name. yep, Peterson brothers. They they did these uh, in, these uh, uh, seminars on backwards masking, and I thought it was a joke, you know, and and so, but it got me thinking. Well, what about our music? What what about because they're saying it's the spiritual father that you serve that's going to show up and be the influence in that music. And yep. so I thought, well, you know, maybe our songs might have some kind of message too. So I I used to sit up late at night and I'd take our our CD and I'd record it. Remember the old four track cassette yep. decks? Yep. If you flipped them over, 
it would play the music backwards. You did a stereo recording, you'd flip it over and play it backwards. So I, I recorded our CDs onto uh, these four track cassettes and then I'd flip it over and I'd start listening, you know, it's all this backwards stuff, you know, looking for messages. And, and uh, I didn't hear anything until the song uh, off of To Hell With The Devil sing-along song. Yep, which I have um, right here. Yeah, the sing-along that, song, right? That came on and just flipped me out by what I heard because I never, we we never had anything to do with the message backwards. Um, so there's some songs that people purposely, you know, like the Beatles were, you know, big on putting messages. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah. And then they'd flip the tape over and it would sound like it was backwards, obviously. Yep. This one... This whatever I don't remember the type of uh, the term is that they use for this type of message, but it has back a masking. meaning. It's backmasking, but it has a, a perfect meaning going forward, as well as backwards. Oh, okay. so in in this song, sing along song, the lyrics are "God is soon to rule." Don't trust, or I'm sorry. Uh, forwards, it says, uh, "With the right to sing." song after song this song's for you to sing along long long and it's like yeah. just regular lyrics backwards i when i played this part backwards uh it said god is soon to rule don't trust satan no satan's lost he's so scared of you and like perfect it was a perfect sentence going forward and backwards. It wasn't like, you know, you play stuff backwards and it sounds like, Oh, I think they yeah. said Satan there. Right, Satan. You know, this was like a whole, a whole, uh, paragraph or a whole, uh, verse of a song going backwards, saying something forwards and backwards at the same time. It was like yeah. amazing. And it was nothing that we, we did. It was nothing that we had anything to do with, but it just proved to me that it's the Holy spirit that, was within us, you know, as songwriters, or as Michael Sweet wrote the song, uh, that had that influence in the music. And yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that goes with uh, most other Christian artists who, who serve the Lord, you know, that that influence is going to be there. Um, and not to, to get off on a tangent about backwards masking, because that's a whole nother, yep. that's a whole nother show. <laughs> yeah, it is, which we should cover. Yeah, but I mean, it's there. There's this spiritual aspect within the music that we're not aware of that influences us. Um, and I don't even understand it myself, but it's there. Yeah, absolutely. So I, Satan, go go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. You go finish your thought. Well, I mean, Satan has that influence in the music. You know, if he is so powerful and, and, and creative, um, within the arts itself. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of satanic influences within the arts. He knows how to pull the strings. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he's able to uh, cause some kind of influence uh, spiritually uh, within the believer or the non-believer, you know, yep. to, to have that influence on, on us, you know, in the music that we listen to. Yeah, I have it here. I'm not sure if you could hear it. So I'm going to play a clip. Tell me if you could hear it.
I mean, it's kind of like if you start listening to this stuff backwards, it's kind of like listening to somebody with an accent. You got to learn their their accent. So I'm I'm talking to somebody from Japan, for instance, and they're trying to speak to me in English, and I they have that heavy Japanese accent. I, I it's kind of the same thing. You start you start hearing and and understanding it better when if you're listening to it. Uh, yeah, or listening to a lot of this stuff backwards, which I did at the time. I was able to hear stuff that I normally wouldn't hear. So that, that particular clip you played would be something that you'd probably, if you can't hear it right off the bat, you would, you would eventually hear it if you're like yeah. uh, trying to understand it, you know, and looking for yeah. a message in there. Yeah. And this is what it, again, this is what it says. If you guys want to rewind it and replay it, God is soon to rule. Don't trust Satan. No, Satan lost. He's so scared of you. And I would imagine that so scared of you, that's the believer, right? Because we're indwelt Absolutely. by the Holy Spirit and we have the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. And when we claim the blood of Jesus Christ and when we say the name of Jesus Christ, they have to flee. Have and to so, flee. Um, listen, there's so much more that we could get into. And I think we uh, will eventually get into it, hopefully on, uh, on another one too. But um, in the interest of time, uh, there's, there's a whole slew of things that we covered a lot that we didn't get to cover because I wanted to talk a little bit more about the connection between the drugs, the pharmacia. Um, we see a huge influx, a huge spike in drug use here in America. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough that this is really the birthplace of rock and roll, right? This is the birthplace mm -hmm. of so much good music and a whole lot of trashy music still to this day that is being produced. And so, um, with that said, dude, um, you know, we, we covered a whole lot of ground. There's a lot of ground that unfortunately we didn't get to cover, but tell we'll, us what's we'll on your heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll have to cover it. We'll have to continue next time because there's still so much to talk about the influence that music has in drawing us away from true spirituality, drawing us away from or keeping many away from hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And for those of us that are in the church, for those of us that are in Christ Jesus, it is a constant battle that wants to draw us away from the Lord. What would you say to that, Pastor Tim? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like we said earlier, it has the power to uh, bring us before the Lord in worship, to bring us into his presence, or uh, the satanic side of it has uh, the power to uh, pull us away and uh, influence us in, in other ways. And that's the whole part of deception. Satan's the master of deception. You know, he's yep. that's his purpose is to uh, lie to steal, to destroy, to deceive. I mean, he's the great deceiver. So if he can get in just a little bit and somehow influence you to, uh, you know, to compromise, so to say, uh, that, that one little compromise is enough to cause you to uh, have a lot of problems. Yep. And, uh, a lot of deception. Yeah, absolutely. So listen, um, again, the most important part of this entire podcast, the only way that we can know deception when we see it is by knowing Jesus Christ, right? Because 
if we don't have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, you're fair game to the enemy when it comes to deception. And even this, let me go as far as saying this. Just because the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us doesn't mean that you automatically have discernment. Prayerfully, we do, but discernment comes with getting into the Word, with praying to the Lord, with asking the Lord to reveal. And through the Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit that gives us discernment when we ask for it, when we're getting into the Word of God, so that when we see things, we know the difference between what's real and what's fake, what's counterfeit and what's legit. So, um, I want to turn it over to you because I would love for you to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to anybody that might be listening right now. There are probably a lot of people, parents listening now, kids that are stuck in. We didn't even cover rap music, and I have to say rap, unfortunately, took what heavy metal did, right? I think, would you Mm -hmm. agree with me before we get to the gospel that heavy metal took um, one aspect and then rap just took it and then just ran with it because like when I used to listen to uh, bands like Guns N' Roses and you got Guns N' Roses Warrant, you had uh, Motley Crue, you had Poison, you know, you had Cinderella and so many other bands. It was like these love ballads, you know, or Warrant took it to the next level where they perverted things. And uh, it was this, you know, a lot of sex Uh, A lot of lyrics about sex and Skid Row, a lot of lyrics about anger. And then you got, so it it kept escalating. It's almost like each band had to outdo each other. But like I've said, right? Like I said before, it's almost like we, over the decades, society became primed, ready, and desensitized for the next level of, of trash. And then the next level. And then now we have, you know, this whole advent of hip hop. And I just had um, uh, Robert DeAnda on, who's a wonderful brother in Christ, loves the Lord and does this great rap music and hip hop mm. with God fearing lyrics in it. And it just exploded, dude. It's like uh, no. the, the perversion and what's being glorified in a lot of music. What would you say to that? And then share the gospel with us. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it- you know, like I said earlier, uh, 60s brought in rebellion yep. um, and the drug and the sex, uh, sex, drugs, rock and roll, like we said. And it just escalates from there. You know, the 70s was excess, 80s, you know, there was money everywhere. Um, perversion was brought more out to the forefront, you know, strip bars and, and yep. you know, there was... All that stuff was in in the videos, you know, of all the bands yeah. that, that were out there, the hair bands, you know, on MTV. It was like motorcycles and, you know, half naked women and, yep. you know, everybody's hanging out at strip clubs. And it was like, so from there, every, like you said, everybody's desensitized. It just keeps going worse and worse. It, get, it just grows in intensity to where we are today with a total... Uh, collapse, uh, almost a total collapse of society. You know, if it weren't for the Holy Spirit right now, um, I believe that we would be like in total collapse and you know, probably, you know, at that point, uh, tribulation. But, you know, so there still is the influence of the Holy Spirit on people on, on yep. the planet right now. And I believe that he calls each one of us into individually 
And it's just the, the Bible talks about the still small voice of the Lord. And it's like, he's not screaming in, in your ear. There's a still small voice. And that's the voice you got to listen to. That's Amen. calling you to come back or come to the Lord. And, and you know, it, you know, you know, when the Lord's calling you, you can't help it. You know, you just know. Yeah. Um, and so you, you, to, to accept that, that calling or to, uh, to listen to that calling of the Holy Spirit is to, is to come to the Lord. You know, if you believe in, in the work of Jesus on the cross, the Bible says in John three sixteen that uh, for God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting yeah. life. So whosoever is you and I. I'm a whosoever, you're a whosoever. I believe in, in the Lord Jesus and the work that he did on the cross. The blood that he shed on the cross uh, paid for my sins and your sins if you believe in him. Um, and his raising from the dead assures us that we will live forever with the Lord in heaven. And so just by believing, um, you could do a simple prayer um, that's not really... There's not really any kind of formula. Prayer is just a way of uh, acknowledging the Lord. And you can say, dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. I'm a sinner. I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you did that, you're born again. If you believe that Jesus uh, died and rose, um, you, you are born again. You are a Christian. You were a new creation in Christ. Amen. Amen. So would you mind leading us in a word of prayer to close us out? And then if you have any final thoughts, but if you don't mind praying, that'd be great. Absolutely. Father God, we come before you and thank you for this uh, opportunity to have a discussion and speak your word, Lord, to uh, allow your Holy Spirit to reveal things and truths uh, to the people that watch the show, Lord, um, things that we may not even under, fully understand, Lord, but you have uh, you have a, a desire to communicate with us, and we thank you for your word. Lord, we ask that you uh, use this video, this podcast, to uh, reach many people that may not uh, know you and may not understand uh, the spiritual realm, and uh, we ask that you use it now. Thank you for Pablo. Bless his family. And uh, bless his ministry, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, brother. Any closing words? No, words brother, of wisdom. Love you, love you too, wisdom. brother. Yes. Yeah. We we love you guys. You guys are feel like family to us, and just uh, appreciate your your ministry. Likewise, we love you guys too. Listen, family. Um, we spoke from our hearts, uh, and Pastor Tim has a whole lot to bring to the table a whole lot more. We're going to get back on more consistently. Um, and like I said before, I'm going to be doing more solos as well, uh, just because there's a whole lot to be talked about. Um, deception is rampant. Deception is not going to get any better. Deception will ebb and uh, wax worse and worse in these last hours of church history. But be and take, uh, be encouraged and take heed that the Lord is coming back any moment. The Lord is coming back any moment. There is nothing that has to happen for the rapture to happen. Nothing. It is a signless 
event. So we are not waiting for an event to happen for the rapture to happen. So look up, lift up your heads, even though that verse is meant for those in the tribulation and we see those shadows being cast now, it should encourage us. And that's what Pastor Tim and what I want to do is we want to encourage you guys to keep looking up because as crazy as these things might be and as crazy as the world is getting for us, our better days and our best days, our eternal days are ahead of us. And we're looking for his glorious appearing. So brother and Pastor Tim, thanks so much for coming on. I loved it. Love you, brother. Um, Tell your your lovely bride that we said hello. And uh, to everybody out there, family, remember, keep looking up. Hope you guys were blessed, encouraged, and challenged. Get into the Word of God and get the Word of God into you. Until the next time, Lord bless you guys. See y'all. God bless.